Welcome to the audio podcast of Dwell in the Word from First Reformed Church in Edgerton, Minnesota. Bible readings and devotional commentary to help you grow in faith by dwelling in God's Holy Word. Welcome to Dwell in the Word for Friday, February 5th. We are in Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 12, and we are praying a prayer for illumination by Hughes Oliphant Old. Let us pray. Blessed be the Lord, the great God, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the Lord who created all light to be radiant and all wisdom to be holy. Bless this congregation of your people with your Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth, with the teaching of our inner hearts, with the inclination of our wills, with the drawing forth of all holy desires. Bless us with the word of truth that we might all sing together with the joy of true holiness. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Okay, we are in, as I said, Mark chapter 2, reading the first verse through the twelfth. Hear the word of the Lord. And when he returned to Capernaum after some days, it was reported that he was at home. And many were gathered together so that there was no more room, not even at the door. And he was preaching the word to them. And they came, bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. And when they could not get near him because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him, and when they had made an opening, they let down the bed on which the paralytic lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some of the scribes were sitting there, questioning in their hearts, Why does this man speak like that? He is blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? And immediately Jesus, perceiving in his spirit that they thus questioned within themselves, said to them, Why do you question these things in your hearts? Which is easier, to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven? Or to say, rise, take up your bed, and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, rise, pick up your bed, and go home. And he rose and immediately picked up his bed and went out before them all, so that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, We never saw anything like this. As we have seen already in just one chapter of Mark, this book, this gospel, is clarifying and helping to define who this Jesus the Messiah is. We've seen the authority that he has, that he's able to heal, that he teaches in a way that the other people do not teach. He teaches with authority. And so, we see that Jesus has returned home. He's returned to where he started out this whole ministry at. And people are coming and looking for him. And what does he do? They, they are coming to get themselves healed. They're looking for something. But what is Jesus doing? He's proclaiming the word to them. He's proclaiming this gospel that we have seen that he was proclaiming in the first chapter. He's continuing to do this. He's continually bringing forth the word to them. But as he is preaching, we see this famous story. I can remember when I was in Sunday school, we would make a little house and we'd cut the top open and we had a little cot that we could lower down in there. Uh, Maybe you had the same experience. This is a top Bible story that we know. But it's significant, not just because it's amazing, but because of what it's telling us about Jesus once again. So what does Jesus do when he sees the paralytic? He sees their faith. And what does he say? Son, your sins are forgiven. Now, imagine imagine that you are the scribes who are gathered there listening to him teach. You're maybe thinking, okay, this teaching is interesting. But all of a sudden, this guy says that he has the authority to forgive sins. They haven't gone to the temple. They haven't offered, offered a sacrifice. Who is this guy? What does he think he's doing? That's why they say that he's blaspheming. He's doing 
what only God can do. As it says, I've highlighted it here if you're watching on video. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Well, here we come to one of our green highlighted words. Immediately Jesus perceives in his spirit that they're questioning him in this way. And so he asks them a question. Which is easier? For me to forgive sins or for me to tell this guy who's been paralyzed to get up and walk? Well, it would seem easier to say that the, the sins are forgiven. That would be easier. But Jesus decides to do both. He wants them to know that he has the authority to do this, that the Son of Man has come to save people from their sins, and that when he speaks, things happen, and he is even able to forgive sins. And he says it right there in verse 10, but that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He tells the paralytic, I say to you, rise, pick up your bed, and go home. Get up. I want to prove to these guys that I have the authority over all the powers that might constrain things. I have the power over sin. I have the power over disease. And what happens? There's that word again. He rose immediately. There's no question here. He didn't lay there and say, you know, I feel a little bit of strength coming in. Give me a minute, right? No. Mark wants us to understand that the authority of Jesus is absolute, that he truly has authority to not only forgive sins, but the authority to speak over diseases. And so Jesus has authority over all things. And so the people were amazed as we read, right? We never saw anything like this before, they say. Well, of course not, because Jesus has authority in a way that they've never understood. And they also are able to know that Jesus is delivering a message that has authority. It's not that he has the power. He has a message that matters, and so we should listen to him. Now, as we think about this passage uh, for today, and as we listen to the uh, snow removal equipment outside my window, uh, (laughs) we need to think about what does this mean for us? Well, ultimately, as we think about this passage, we can say that Jesus is the one who forgives our sins. And so when we think about the difficulties that we have in life, whether they're, they're physical, uh, physical ailments or something like that, it's nothing compared to the problem that we have within us, that problem that we are dead in our trespasses and sins. And so while we may think that these problems that are in front of our faces, the ailments we may have are the biggest problem, ultimately our biggest problem is our sinfulness. And that's what Jesus came to. To do, and he has the authority to forgive our sins. And when we are in him, when we have faith, our sins are forgiven. He is faithful, he is faithful, he is just, and he forgives us and cleanses us from all unrighteousness. And so may we live in light of that, that important truth that tells us that our sins are forgiven. May that be what motivates us today and every day. Let us go to prayer. Gracious Father, we thank you that you are the one who forgives our sins. We know this is not because of anything that we have done or will do, but only because of the grace that has been bestowed upon us in the Lord Jesus Christ. Today we pray for your continued work in our lives. We trust that by your word and spirit you will be at work in us today. We pray that your law would convict us of our sin and drive us to repentance. We humbly ask that the Spirit would comfort us with the sure promise of the gospel, that we might find great joy in the salvation that we have in Jesus Christ. 
All this we pray to the end goal, that we would be sanctified, made holy, and conformed to the image of Christ. Give us a desire to seek that which is good, right, and holy, that we might bring glory to your most righteous name. As we step into the world today, may we rise and walk to share your gospel and live to glorify your holy name. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, I want to apologize for the background noise. I had been trying to record this at a good time where there wouldn't be any, and of course, right after I started, uh, they started clearing off the snow out here, uh, and I can't record it again at another time because I have to head to uh, the prison for some training to keep our... uh, our tags active. So hopefully it's not too obnoxious. It was obnoxious for me, but hopefully it didn't come through the microphone too much. Have a great Friday. Take care. Thank you for listening to Dwell in the Word. You can find more information about First Reformed Church at our website, edgertonfrc.org. Dwell in the Word episodes are available weekdays on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can also watch the video versions of these devotions at our Facebook page and YouTube channel.